0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Pastor and His People. Pastor Dave Keene of the Park Baptist Church here today with Jerry Parrish. Jerry, hello. Hello. How are you? Uh, I love these podcasts. Uh, I just love to kind of interview people and hear a little bit about their, their story, their testimony. Uh, Jerry, where'd you grow up? Rock Hill, South Carolina. So you're one of the one of the few now who's homegrown. Yep, one of the holdouts. Okay, so tell us a little about
1: your, uh, your faith journey. Um, I was raised... Uh, Godly parents, godly grandparents, uh, godly family roots. Um, Was raised in church, very active in church all through my whole life, actually. Uh, Began to devise as a young man my own uh, standards of uh, getting close to God, being godly. uh, Didn't quite align with the things that I was taught. But I was at a point in my life where I thought I knew better than most other people. Uh, And as a young man, I went my own directions. As that played out and on into college life, I began to get into areas of life that was uh, wickedness, uh, no other word for it, Um, just uh, living for the world, living for the world. Uh, I was not part of the world. I was the
0: world. Question. So when you're thinking about going to college, I know some people are young people are listening to this, was that that draw and that? that move towards living for the world? Did
1: that begin in high
0: school or did that kind of flourish in college?
1: I had the, uh, somewhat, uh, wild days, um, you know, rebellious days in high school. Uh, they, I was so, uh, sports minded and, uh, work minded as a high school, uh, athlete and student. Uh, a lot of those things didn't come into play, and then I was offered a uh, wrestling scholarship at Clemson University. And after I graduated, I went to Clemson. And nobody's fault other than my own, but I began to run with a, uh, a crowd uh, that was just a different culture than I grew up around. Uh, and that began to influence my uh, lackadaisical uh, views of Christianity and uh, the conforms of Christianity as I saw them then. And uh, I was just, I was just enamored with the, the things of the world.
0: Well, I just want to make a quick quick note there. I think that we don't always um, fully appreciate how our friend group influences us, right? Now, of course, you had seeds and desires in your heart that were not of the Lord, and you were kind of. Put there, but being around certain people, they moved you in a direction that was against the way you were raised, right? So, those of you listening, I would just be very careful in terms of who you decide to uh, make close acquaintances.
1: Yeah, I, my caution, and we're not talking about uh, you know murders and robbers, uh, not at that point in their life anyway, but. Uh, <laughs> My roommate was from Suffering, New York. Uh, he was—he um, just had a different uh, outlook on life and uh, the things that, um, you know, drinking, uh, the partying scene, and just, uh, just living for the world and being a part of the world. And I latched on to it for, you know, they were my cohorts. They were my teammates on the wrestling team. And uh, so it just went a, a downward spiral. So you went... Out
0: into the world, right, after being raised in the church and being taught things by your parents and how
1: did the the Lord draw you back to himself? I was um, successful early as I began to work uh, when I got out of school and, and was became very successful. I had a traveling uh, situation as a uh, a construction um, a construction uh, hand to begin with, and then moved up into management. Uh, And I traveled all over the Southeast, uh, just a lot of uh, unknown faces, new people all the time, no roots anywhere. And I pulled further and further away from my family and my family teachings, uh, the family ties and the things, the influences that my family would lovingly uh, place on me throughout my life. I pulled further away from that, from being absent from them.
0: So, and then, then the Lord what kind of was there a cataclysmic event? Did you hear preaching? Was it just kind of like the Lord, you
1: know, opened your eyes one day? I was at a uh friend's house uh July second, nineteen eighty seven. Uh it was about nine thirty in the evening and a uh, Pastor Calvin Morrow and a gentleman uh Ronald Timmons uh was a deacon at Calvary Baptist Church in Rock Hill. They stopped by a cousin's house that I happened to be at that had just had a newborn baby and they stopped by to check on the family and the baby and they began to witness to me and the Holy Spirit really convicted me of my lost condition. Uh, Right then and there, for the first time in my life, I recognized my lost, uh, hell-bound life and immediately sought uh, to accept Christ and to seek Christ uh, for salvation.
0: Well, you've been a Christian now for over thirty years, and you could you could still sense the emotion of that night, can't you? Yes, About when the Lord yes. called you to Himself. It's always fresh. Mm-hmm. It's always fresh. Well, Praise God! Now, uh, you've been married to Susan for how long now? Thirty-four years, maybe thirty-five
1: years. This September. Okay. Well, how did how did the Lord graciously allow you to meet Miss Susan? I got active in church as a as a single man. Um, was just tried to fill every hour of my time away from work uh, with church things, godly things. Surrounding myself with godly people, and I had people praying for me. Uh, the it was always a thing of the little old ladies in the church. <laughs> they they could not stand to see me single. Uh, so they all had a, a great concerted effort to uh, pray me <laughs> a wife. And uh, unbeknownst to them, I was praying for a wife myself. And then. I was introduced to my wife at a uh, a revival service uh, one night at, at our church, and uh, we, long story short, three months later, we were married. Uh, nine months and two weeks later, we had a son. <laughs> okay, okay, we don't want to go into all those details. So you have three children? I have three children. And you've uh, been in Rock Hill the whole time? Been in Rock Hill my whole life, yep. Uh, only when I was away for work or college. Okay, so tell me about your profession. What do you do? I am a, um, we're a mechanical service provider. I work for Cato and Alley Industrial Services. Uh, We provide uh, mechanical service to area industries uh, in heavy industry, machinery, equipment, piping, Uh, systems throughout uh, all types of manufacturing and we offer maintenance services and new installation services uh, throughout our area so i've always kind
0: of call you i call you batman of the construction world (laughs) because we'll be driving around and we'll be at a place and you'll point to something you'll say yeah i we helped do that we helped do that when you look around rock hill now can you just kind of rejoice in all the all the things the lord's
1: allowed you to build it is it is it's it's a It's a great uh, honor, really, to be involved, and I love Rock Hill. I love the people of Rock Hill. Uh, I want to see Rock Hill uh, grow, Um, and and I've been just blessed to be a part of that, uh, to be able to grow with it. And I've had my hands in a lot of things and a lot of projects around uh, around town and, and the surrounding area. And uh, it's just been a real blessing. It really has. Well, one of the joys I have being the pastor of Park Baptist Church specifically is when
0: I got to Park, most of Park was filled with old Rock Hill, right? People who kind of grew up in Rock Hill, who used to work at the Aragon, Bleachery, Selenese, people who had new, all over Rock Hill in its history. And um, when they heard the name Jerry Parrish, nothing but good things, right? By God's grace, uh you have built a, a solid reputation in our um in our city of one who is is fair, who's honest, who does good work and who just loves the Lord. So it was it's been a real sweet thing to just hear your how often your name is mentioned with that.
1: Well I wanna be careful to say God's still working on me. Uh I'm a, I'm a work in progress, but uh I really appreciate the uh the life he has afforded me to serve him. Uh, I look for ways to serve at every corner, every turn, uh, to be obedient to, to God's call in my life. And he has really blessed me with uh, with avenues to do that. Uh, and, and anything that I am able to do for the church and for my church family is just a gift from God. Uh, and and I realized as a young man that any gift I have is not mine anyway. It was given to the church just through me. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, well, how did the Lord, um, what
0: circumstances brought you to park?
1: we came to park uh we were ending a season uh at our previous church um i was uh, deep into leadership uh just under the the pastor role and um there was a a, a pending uh split in the church there had been a, an acquisition of another church that had went uh pretty much by the wayside and we acquired that property in that church and so We had had uh, what would just be a a contentious split in the church, uh, and we decided and prayed about it, and uh, God just moved us out of there. And my son Seth, he uh, began to research online uh, the things. We sat down one night and had a family meeting, and we we put down some directives that we would have to have in a church that we thought God would call us to. And Seth wasn't very long, came back with, he said, I want you guys to... uh, you know, to, to take a look at Park Baptist. And I had a dear friend that had been serving as music minister there, Wade Belk. Well, I, I had been Wade, there and visited, Wade, I had been there and visited a few years prior off and on. And, uh, I said, Seth, are you sure Park Baptist? I said, they're like everybody in there's 90 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course that's an exaggeration, but loving people they are. Um, uh, but we, we did come. I was very impressed. Um, uh, we were we were just so impressed with the uh, the foundational uh aspect uh that Pastor Dave had already instilled in the the people surrounding him and leadership and teaching areas and so we just dug deeper and deeper and we kept uncovering these tabs that we had laid out that had to be a church we could serve in the things that we thought were were important enough that they would be the deciding factor and everyone we uncovered you know we put a check beside. And so it got a little uncanny after a while, and we just—the biggest thing that happened was we just fell in love with the people, just mm-hmm. absolutely fell in love.
0: You know, it's a great thing for you who are listening, who are maybe even considering, hey, what do I think looking for in a church is actually to study the scriptures and get together with your family and actually write that list out, right? I have a lot of people visit the church, and one of the questions I ask is, what are you looking for in a church? And you know, a lot of times people don't know, and they'll we'll say something more kind of amorphous, like, eh, we'll know it when we when we find it, you know, but. You know that's true because the Lord draws your heart there, but it's also true to look for things that God says in His Word. Uh, wonderful. Well, you've been part of Park now for how many years? We're going on our fifth year. Fifth year. Yep. Um, what have you uh, been encouraged by God doing in the life of the body for you and your family?
1: We continually stand amazed um, at the growth of the church, and when I say growth, it's uh, we have a we have a true blessing in numbers, but it's not just numbers; it's the growth that people. Uh, sustain and, and apply to their lives through drawing closer to Christ, uh, drawing closer to the charges of Christ and the things that God has laid out for them to accomplish in their lives. And if you stand back and take a look, it's just amazing uh, how much closer people are just a short season after they uh, dig in at park. And that's the key, getting plugged in. But we're just amazed at how much closer they get in the, and the closer they get to the people. There's a there's a fantastic cohesiveness in the body uh the love for one another the the service the servants hearts that are present uh it, there's never a battle to have people help and to serve in areas that they're needed uh it's just an amazing thing and it's an unheard of thing in this day and time uh we always stand amazed and we just we want to be part of it
0: you know it's really interesting we were talking the other day and i just want to you know affirm that we really have a hard like, we never really have a hard time getting volunteers Right. And I was talking to a pastor recently and talking about how many volunteers we have on a Wednesday night and how many volunteers we have cleaning the church. And they're like, how do you do that? I said, I don't know. I just we just ask and the people of God step up and serve. They want to use their gifts for the betterment of the body. Um, uh, well, I know that your your son went through our, our residency. Right. He did. And, you know, as a father watching, kind of like seeing the, the residency, maybe up close in terms of the impact of having your son, maybe just just some observations.
1: I watched uh, Seth as a a young man um he first of all went to Fruitland uh and got his his basic bible through a an associates degree at Fruitland and it was a great great season for him and he continued his education at North Greenville uh and through that time I watched him he it, when he was at North Greenville he had already we had already joined Park um, and he had really gotten plugged in with the people and I watched Seth go from a, a little vim and vigor college graduate. Uh, he entered the residency uh, that was offered to him at Park, and uh, he just his heart just changed. He he had a heart all of a sudden for the people. Uh, he had a heart for all the facets the, that that are ministry uh, requires. And he just, I watched him mature into a man, uh, not just a man that would be by the world standards, but standards, but a godly man uh, that that. God's word calls us out to be, and I watched him just develop all those attributes, uh, and, and continue on into the ministry. So we've talked a lot of times over the years, and you have consistently talked about
0: the importance of evangelism in the life of the church, right? Why, why is, why do you believe the, the church should be so evangelistic and sharing the, the gospel with those who are lost?
1: And how has that maybe played out in your life? Well, I'm a prime example. Um, the Holy Spirit prepares those hearts. We're simply to go and tell. Uh, we're to go and love. And we're to reach out to the, the lost. And, and listen, they're on every street corner. Uh, they're all around. There was no indication that I would be at that house at 930 at night on a Thursday evening, July 2nd, 1987, <laughs> uh, for one final call. But I was there, and it was providential. And, and God has those situations and has those people that are just ready You know, he tells us the fields are white for harvest, but the laborers are few. And Harvest Baptist Church has so many that are capable and willing to be those laborers. Uh, We just need to channel those efforts into a a concerted effort to reach the lost. We can start in our community, but we can reach them in the world. Uh, They're they're there, and the Holy Spirit has them primed most times uh, just for us to reach out with a a loving touch uh, for those people. Uh, so you've been in Rock Hill
0: for your whole life, right? Mm-hmm. What are some of the, the the most drastic changes you've seen in the city?
1: I have seen one of the things I was contemplating on in my my quiet times this past week is uh and it's a sad note, but it's a it's not it nothing has taken God by surprise, but I have seen uh when I was a small child uh, around Rock Hill uh Church-going people, as they coined it, uh, they were, they were revered. Uh, they were held in high esteem. Uh, even the, the unchurched, um, and, and even the wicked, uh, held a uh, high esteem for church-going people and, and even admired many times their steadfastness in serving the Lord and the things they did. And I watched that culminate through the ages as I became a young man, uh, the, the, People around Rock hill uh that were unchurched became passive uh it was okay you do that, and you know you 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 know you're okay to do that just don't don't hit me with any of it and so now we've we've come to the uh point in our culture where uh society has become uh they're become angry with the church they don't want to be told anything that might restrict their uh, worldly living—they don't want you to have any influence or any uh, direct uh, uh, defiance of what they do, uh, and they don't want to be called out on anything. So I was—I've—I've I've thought about that and prayed about that really hard this past week. Uh, you know, how do we, as a church people, get back to where we can take those attacks and and respond in a loving manner? I—I I don't know the answers, but I'm searching for them. And I'm, I'm praying that God will will open up those answers to how we can face, because my, my makeup has typically been, okay, if you're, if you're going to fight me off, I'm just going to take off. You know, you, you can, you have the option to, to die and spend eternity, you know, uh, away from God. You have that option and that's your option. And, but I think that, that God loved them enough that he expects more from us, uh, not only should we reach those that are willing to listen, but we should find avenues to uh, prick the minds of those that are currently unwilling to listen. And what will it take for us to be able to infiltrate the barriers that they put up against our gospel? Oh,
0: good word. Good word.
1: Well, how could we be praying
0: uh, for you in your life right now?
1: Just to continue service. Um, you know, I've, I've got a, a lot less years ahead of me than I've got behind me. And uh, I, I want to finish well. I want my family to finish well, and the things that uh, the kind things that somebody might remember about me today, I want them to remember it in the future as well. That I did love them, uh, and that I tried to show them Christ, and I tried to tell them about Christ. That's my, uh, and I would my I would ask that you pray for me to just you know endeavor in that finishing well, just be the Christian that God wants me to be, and the servant that He wants me to be
0: amen let's let's pray for that father we thank you so much for jerry and the life you've given him we thank you that you've called him out of darkness into your wonderful light we do pray god for um your grace to sustain him father we know that we are saved by your grace and we are kept by your grace the good work that you have begun in jerry we pray that you would continue into the day of christ jesus help him finish well god we thank you so much for how he has served and blessed so many uh, throughout rock hill especially his family We thank you so much for uh, their witness in our community we just pray now god that you would continue to give him wisdom uh, as a, a leader in our church as one who is pouring his life out to so many we pray god that you would keep him close to the lord jesus we pray god that you would continue to burn in him a, um, a fire to share the gospel with the lost and we pray his passion would would uh, overflow uh, to those in the rest of our body but god above all we just thank you We thank you for what you've done in his life and the grace that you have given him. We pray, God, that you would just continue to sustain him,
1: strengthen him for the task you have for him. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.